Coming up, we dive in on the conclusion of a long road trip for the Devils and ask the question, in the absence of Jack Hughes, does New Jersey need to change their style of play? We break it down coming up. Yes, sir. It's DPL, the Devil's Puck Luck Podcast, where you know we are your host over here. Adam Armbrecht breaking down the Brooklyn Nets on the Locked On Nets podcast with Doug Norrie. And over there is the 20-plus year season ticket holder, the pulse of the Devil's fan base, a man with a plan, not named Stan, Danny McDonough. How are we, sir? Not bad. Tough loss last night in uh, Colorado. Uh, 6-3 falling. Last game of the road trip. A lot of things to clean up, but... Two and two on the road trip. We regroup Friday in Washington. A lot of things to discuss, right? Yeah, I said that as a long, uh, well, that was a long road trip because that was a four game in total uh, going all the way back to the wild matchup after having a three game homestand. So they end up going two and two on the trip, which is nice for them. We're going to talk inside this Colorado game, obviously, but then the global picture is the absence of Jack Hughes. And actually, last night is, is a good example of it. This is a team that, fundamentally we know is going to skate fast. They're going to get out after you. They're going to kill you on the power play. They had two power play goals last night as well. But in the end, not having an elite of the elite, not only score, but also facilitator in Jack Hughes, I think exposes a little bit how this team is going to maybe struggle in his absence. Do you believe, Danny, that this team can play the same style of hockey without Jack Hughes for the next month? I do. I think they have to. Um, I think actually you can make the argument they missed Nico Heischer last night more than they missed Jack Hughes because the offense and the power play looked fine. Obviously, you're going to miss Jack Hughes as a whole. He's a superstar player. He's one of the best in the league. Nico Nico Heischer is just a defensive centerman that we're definitely missing last night. And and the things that we need to clean up are on the defensive side of the puck. You know, going into the Avalanche game, we knew how fast the Avs were going to be. They're just a fast team. They can create plays. We'll talk about the 10 odd man rushes, which I felt <laughs> like was 25 man odd rushes for the uh, Colorado Avalanche last night. But, you know, overall, it, it's it's been an ongoing theme this season, right? We talk about the goaltending. Is the goaltending good enough to win games and to do well in the playoffs? But more so now you look at the defense and look at everybody in front of Vitek or Akira, and is that sustainable moving forward? You know, you and I always talk about the the dozen game, 15 game mark, 20 game mark. We're getting to the point where we're getting close. So, yeah. you know, to really answer your question with Jack Hughes, you know, being out, let's presume for the entire month of November, do we really need to change our style of hockey? No, I think we need to focus on the simplistic things that all hockey players need to do, which is really simplifying their game, tape to tape passes, strong on the puck, strong through the neutral zone. And we did not see that at all last night. No, I mean, listen, it, it was crazy, the the ebb and flow. This is the second time this season, I forget, you'll you'll remember the matchup where we were like, what was that second period? It was total mayhem. There's penalties going every which way. We'll talk about that big Colton hit, obviously, as well. Dan uh, coming in hot with some of that venom, given that he has a bit of a history when it comes to some of those things. Not the hit itself. It was, it was after the whistle and going at Timo Meyer with a cross check to the face, as one does when there's nothing going on and you're waiting for a face-off. So ultimately a big penalty there that, that by the way, though, to your point, cleaning up these things. So the devils go on a very extended power play run there. Then there's multiple penalties inside of that penalty that goes back and forth. There's four on fours. There's five on threes. The devils tie it up. The devils get up, they go down, they they give up odd man rush goals. And this is, this is why I say, is it sustainable? 
And I think you're right on the one hand that, yes, it's the same style of hockey. The problem here is their style of hockey, as we've kind of said all season, really needs the defensive pairings to start to step up and anchor this team. And when you think about Dougie Hamilton, a guy that in one moment comes to the defense of his teammate and you love to see it. And then on the other one, on a power play, it's kind of like, hey, man, I'm going to go kiss the boards over here. You feel free to pass the puck wherever you want. It's just these lapses have been so critical. And you see the way other teams, especially a quick one like the Avs, they really punish you on those odd man rushes. I have absolutely no idea what Dougie Hamilton was thinking on that play. He was the last man standing on the blue line there and just pinched over to the boards. And that's an easy breakaway for, of course, Miles Wood. You knew it was going to be Miles Wood, right, on a shorthand play. Too. Had to be. Danny's favorite uh, former devil, by the way. Oh, yeah, Miles Wood. Um, how many jerseys? How many? You, you had every version of Miles uh, Wood's jerseys, right? You had the the alternate, the black, the red, the white. I yeah. think you even did. Yeah. It's funny. We'll have to one of these episodes. We'll do this. The pan. You guys don't know this, but in Danny's uh, home down in his basement, in kind of the studio sports space, he has a shrine to Miles Wood, which yeah, is pretty exactly. nuts. Yeah, there's a lot of locks of hairs exactly. and things like that. Yeah, there's some candles uh, burning, etc. Uh, yeah, it was. It, listen. Defense is is really like I said the ongoing. You remember Joe Boo from Major League, you know, yeah, uh, yeah where he may you know he drink that. That's what Danny has to Miles Wood in his basement. That's what it like is. Candles all around and just Miles Wood right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see yeah. it. You should use the live chicken. We should That's use bad. the live chicken. Good. We we do miss tuna actually. We miss Tatar more than anybody actually. If you talk about defense, but yeah. you know, going back to to Dougie Hamilton, he I have no idea what he was doing. It was clearly um, a mental lapse, and that can happen with a veteran. It just cannot happen. You know, the thing with our defense is you look at last year compared to this year, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, we miss Severson and Graves. Severson has not played well for the Blue Jackets. Graves is not playing well for the Penguins. If you look at some of his stats, he's like toward the bottom in the NHL when it comes to how many goals he's given up while on the ice and how many goals for for the Penguins on the ice. So I don't really believe that they're missing them that much. What I do believe is that individual players are struggling more than they were last year and having some defensive lapses throughout the year Siegenthal is not playing as well as he did last year we see that right Marino had a tough 10 games he's starting to play better in the last three games I think Luke Hughes you knew that there was going to be situations where he just was going to have defensive lapses as a rookie you expect that his offensive skill is phenomenal Brendan Smith is a seventh defenseman he's not a sixth defenseman on this team so you know there's there's a lot going on ball has a lot on his plate you know the devil's organization has given ball a big task here to basically replace Ryan Graves and let's get into that here coming up in one second. Have have the Devils put too much on Ball's plate here as a young defensive player? And is there clearly a missing piece when it comes to anchoring this entire defensive unit to make sure that stability on the ice and maybe in the locker room is also there? We'll get into that coming up here in just one second. Before we do, though, friends, we're going to tell you about our other friends, and that is, of course, DraftKings, because right now the NFL season is going strong. We are cresting the halfway mark, even if the New York football giants have effectively taken off the rest of the season. DraftKings Sportsbook is looking up new customers with an offer that is even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener every single game day throughout the month of November. Danny, are you willing to ever put any money on the New York Jets again over the course of this season? Uh, yeah, I really wish I didn't uh, on the Monday night game, plus four. That was a mistake. But, uh, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm done. 
Guys make bad decisions, and you try to recover from them. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code CHPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you use uh, just a $5 bet to get those $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's promo code CHPN. The crown is yours. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit www.100gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hills Casino and Resort. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age, varies by jurisdiction. Void. And our friends to the north, Ontario, Canada. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. All right, so you said there, Dan, coming out of that break, Danny, I should say. Want to be respectful. That's your name. Um, that that ball is maybe a little bit over over his head right now. Not in a negative way, but just that the expectations have gone year over year for him. We talked about it in the offseason. Hey, there's a big opportunity for him. I do have concerns now. And we've heard fans say, Brandon Smith, he's, got, he's a disaster. We know he's a sixth or even seventh defenseman. Do you maybe feel like the thing that you wish the Devils had addressed this offseason <laughs> was having a very specific gazoon type Thank you. Uh, veteran presence that was a pure, I don't even know how to skate with the puck on my stick offensively, but I am a pure defensive anchored player, probably with a little bit of speed because we've seen other versions of this that, that doesn't quite fit the mold. But just to have that kind of Tyler Toffoli, right? Tyler Toffoli-esque presence like they brought in for the offensive group. I, I wish we got a player like Luke Shen last year defensively. You talked about him in the offseason yeah, as well. Really, He's a quality player. Yeah, I, I really wanted Luke Shen the, at the trading deadline. Ratko Gudis is another guy, man. He brings that physicality. He's he's a defensive defenseman. He throws big hits, and we always talk about really you know creating that physical presence. I, I think we're missing that, and I think that if you look at everything in totality right now, I think we're going to go after a defenseman you know, at the trading deadline. I, I don't see how we don't. You know, I don't see – I know it's only a dozen games, but I don't see how this team can sustain what we're doing throughout the year with the defense the way it is right now. And, and at the end of the day, that's okay. You know, teams that are going to be in the top ten in the NHL are going to get pieces at the trading deadline. That's why they do it, right? So I, I don't – for Ball, you know, to answer your question with Ball, going back to Ball, I, I like that he's getting thrown into the fire because he's mm-hmm. going to learn a lot from this. But, again, he's a young kid that's going to make some mistakes, and we have to understand that and we have to know that. You know, Ball was a, a shot-blocking machine last night. He had a very good first half of that game, and then he was a little behind the puck. He had a couple unlucky bounces, unlucky plays, you know, where basically the puck was, uh, you know, at his skates, and then McKinnon just stole the puck. And you know what McKinnon does for Colorado. He's yeah. absolutely incredible. Um, th- there's a lot of pressure on him, but I, I really do think, and I'm sure you can agree, that right now where we stand, we need another defenseman that is a strong defensive guy that's going to stay at home and he's going to be like the, you know, the the Scott Stevens, so to speak, um, that's just going to get you what you need on the back end and that you know is going to clean up those broken plays. Yeah, and it's interesting to me, too, because it is early days. We know we're not going to be with, with, with Jack here. I agree with you, by the way. You mentioned the top about Nico. It's, it's you know, the guy that plays, plays on the boards, controls the puck at both ends of the ice at times for you and really just has that kind of veteran captain experience for you. Um, I, I wonder if the Devils are willing to at least, you know, start to try to, like, 
sniff around as early as possible, right? Because there's never going to be too soon to do this, specifically because when you look, this isn't like, well, what if Jack's injury, knock on wood, was any longer than the month, right? Well, okay, that really reshapes the idea of what your season is. But you know what you have in your defensive group. So like, there's no risk of, well, let's see what happens here. Brendan Smith isn't going to become a different player. Now, Colin Miller, we know what's gone on with him early in the season. Maybe that's a part of it. But there's nothing really new coming here. And, and it's funny because a guy that I've, I think should get a shot to come up if needed. I, I've mentioned Hataka before. I think why not give him a look? But I'll also go ahead and caution myself that going with another young player is not necessarily going to be the solve. I think he's the right model of defensive player. But I, I worry that the devils in waiting and seeing how things evolve here are going to find themselves potentially, you know, this is a ways away. But coming out of the deadline and saying, well, we're behind the eight ball a bit here because we see the way the Metro is going right now. The Rangers, it sucks, but they're really good right now. You know, they're playing great hockey. So you don't want to get too far out of this. That's that's a big factor here in how urgent you feel about how things are going. Yeah, as a Devils fan, I can say very confidently, I think the Rangers are the best team in the league right now. I really do. And I'm going over Vegas. I'm going over um, Boston just for what the Rangers did on the West Coast. They swept that West Coast trip, you know, and had a winning streak. Rangers are extremely hot right now. And that's with injuries. You know, that's with Jonathan Quick playing really well, too. So it's very early in the season. I know that no matter what, us fans are going to be looking at the standings. We're going to, you know, kind of check out the charts. We're going to see what's going on around the league. But you know, it's for me, I'm done with these this pairing for defense. You know, I think it's time to change it up. I think I want Luke Hughes on that second pairing. Uh, I want to see him with someone besides Brendan Smith. I want to see Ball with someone else. And I'm going to be honest with you. I want to see Hamilton and Siegenthaler separated. I, I really do. I think Siegenthaler has had some really good moments, and then he's had some really bad moments. Um, and that goes, you know, for Hamilton as well. Hamilton, you know, he made some really good defensive plays, you know, some good uh, poke checks with a stick. But then it's like what are you doing, Dougie? There's some plays where it's like, I have absolutely no idea where he is positionally on the ice, you know, behind our own net. And then you're just leaving your guys hanging out to dry. And we have the issues on the front end, you know, with our offensive players that are essentially not coming back defensively and not, you know, taking the responsibilities that we need to. So yeah, I'm pretty sure you can agree that it's time to change these pairings. Um, We're bottom five in the league with goals against right now. You know, we're not doing well in that category and everything starts in front of the goaltending, you know, and the defense is a big, big thing to address here now a dozen games in. And why not? Why not change the pairings? Let's see what else we can do with different pairings. Let's put Ball with Smith. Let's put Luke Hughes with Marino, you know, and leave Siegenthal and Hamilton for now. That's fine. But I think you got to see Luke Hughes with someone else. Let's go deeper into those pairings and into fundamentally the way Lindy Ruff approaches this. He's had no problem, and we'll discuss with the injuries some of the different looks here we saw on the offensive end of the ice. He has no problems making adjustments there. Why is he unwilling, potentially, to mix up some of these defensive pairings, as Danny has mentioned? And I'll remind you what I wanted coming into the season at that end of the ice. We'll do that in just one moment. After we tell you about our friends over at Raycon, my goodness, it's never too early to start decorating for the holidays. I mean, some people might disagree. Danny has a full 18-foot snowman outside of his house, but why not take care of some of that early holiday shopping as well before the crowds get packed in and the calendar just gets you kind of sweating a little bit before all those big days come up? And you know you want to do it before Black Friday as well. And that's why you can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on 
now. You've heard us talk about Raycon products before. We mentioned, of course, the in-ear earbuds that have great in-ear fit. They have 32-hour battery life and that perfect little comfort level. So you know they're not going to fall out. You can go ahead and run with them. You can go to the gym with them. Do your daily routine. Go and listen to some music while you're doing your holiday shopping. And this past year, though, Raycon has expanded their entire business in introducing Raycon Home and Power Tech products. Their five-star review Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with my New Jersey Devil's nickname, which is not going great right now, 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filter also ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water that you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, well, you know, actually clean. Raycon is now delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have been racking up tens of thousands of five-star reviews to get everyone in on the holiday shopping spirit a little bit early. Raycon is currently offering 20% off on everything on their website and also with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry over to buyraycons.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 50% off Raycon products, buyraycon.com slash THPN. All right. So you were starting to mention it there. I do want to remind people that in the off season, and listen, we're going to have a discussion around some of our, our, our preseason predictions Luke Hughes, by the way, offensively, like I, we've liked what he's done. He needs to do more. You and I were exchanging texts during the game last night of like, with no Jack, Luke's trying to figure some things out. A very, this will be the first time I've ever done this, a very lazy pass from Luke from the point on the power play that led to an odd man rush. And it was that kind of thing. But these adjustments that all these guys are trying to make. So I do need Luke's offensive game to come around here. But I said I wanted Luke on the second line defensive pairing to begin with because even if you think, well, a veteran, the most veteran player you have in, in Brendan Smith, okay, fine, consistency. But we know that he can be a little bit inconsistent. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather, as you were saying, pair him with Marino. You want to break up the top line as well. Some version of this, I think, actually helps unlock the other player as much as it can help, help unlock Luke. Why do you think Lindy shies away from shuffling the defensive lines the same way that he does it with, with the offensive lines, understanding he's done more of that lately, which we'll talk about because of injuries? I think comfort for Luke Hughes. I think knowing where Brendan Smith's going to be or where he's not going to be is he wants to keep Luke Hughes comfortable. And I think that might be too much reading into it. Clearly, the coaching staff sees something and wants to keep these pairings together, whatever it is, you know. But I, I think you can't I, trust Marino, though. Like you can't trust Marino yeah, defensively. Listen, they're NHL players, right? right. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what are we talking about? You, Brendan Smith's the only guy you can trust to play with Luke. Knock it off. No, I think Luke Hughes, just his comfort. I think this is about Luke Hughes, not about Brandon Smith. You know, I think it's more about, you know, just him being comfortable on his pairing, you know, to be used to the player he's playing with. But it's you saw just the small sample size when he was playing Marino. He played well, you know, and I think Luke Hughes is good enough defensively now. He knows what he needs to do defensively. Again, still going to make those mistakes. But you'd rather have him with Marino. You know, you'd rather have him with Siegenthaler, who are a little bit more defensive minded, obviously, than Brendan Smith. You know, who's going to make more mistakes than, in my opinion, Marino and Siegenthaler will. So, you know, I, I'm all about putting Luke Hughes with Marino. I'm about putting Ball with Smith. I think those are two big guys that can throw their weight around, you know, Ball and Smith. I think that you're going to have a pairing there that is going to be physical against the boards. Mm -hmm. And we saw Ball can skate up the ice. You know, Ball can come into the offensive zone, too. So 
I'd like to see that and keep Siegs and keep Hamilton together for now. But I want to see the change. And you did call that. You wanted to, to see Marino and uh, Luke together at the beginning of the year. And I, I think if you're bottom five in the NHL with the amount of goals you're giving up, something's got to change. Like <laughs> something has to change. So what are we doing? You know, it's uh, let, let's go, Lindy. Like it, it is time to change the pairings. And I think Friday is a, it's a great start. You know, you're at home. You know, the mm-hmm. crowd is going to be excited on a Friday night game change the pairings you know let's see something different on the defensive side of the puck and for me man it's mm-hmm. i wanted to talk about this earlier because it was so i've been a big palat defender a very big palat defender for what he brings the different intangibles he brings to the game for the devils he was atrocious last night he sure. to me he turned the puck over so much the physicality wasn't there he was so lazy with the puck i couldn't believe how much he was turning it over and you saw with Holtz, some of the passes in the center of the ice, some of those giveaways too. But by no means were any devil player good after the first period. I, I don't want to say like, you know, it's just these two guys. But right. they stuck out like a sore thumb to me. Um, Brat disappeared in the second and third period as well. But defensively, everybody just looked miserable. We were getting beat on every single puck. But again, that's going to start with your, your pairings and defense too. And it's to your point, it's time for a change, man. Let, let's go. It's time for a change. Yeah, we talked about and we're going to do a little preview episode for that Friday night uh, tilt for the Devils getting back at home. Any adjustments that you would make in the short term, long term? Remember, you now have Willman getting getting reps here uh, for the offensive pairings on the third line. Holt stayed down on the fourth. Tierney has been in the mix. But McLeod is now just elevating his way up this roster and continuing to play really sound hockey. So there are those opportunities to look at some of these guys that you can. And by the way, it goes back even to last year's playoffs. Some guys put seeds of success out there for themselves to say, hey, I can be relied on more. And we're seeing them grow on that over the course of this season. One last note, just coming out of this particular game here. And this is this is where I say, like, against a team like the Avs, who, who play fast and they want to get out there, not dissimilar to the Devils, right? Want to put pressure on you. Devils only had 23 shots in this game, right? So we talk about the defense, which was a mess last night, but offensively, you got to be better than that. You won the face-off battle 39-29. You destroyed it in that category. You were successful two out of your six power plays. You only gave up one power play goal to the Avs. You know, they had 21 penalty minutes for the Avs. Remember, like, it's like the power plays are a little muddied here. It was kind of like 13 power plays for the Devils. Maybe they should have been even more successful. When you go and look at these, it's so funny, man. Not a lot of takeaways for the Devils, but minimal giveaway. Just four giveaways, as, as awkward as some of these offensive um, sequences look for them it's hard to look at some of these categories and go you lost this game six three because that's what it like the, the, these moments of uh, i'll say ineptitude you know where you feel like wait we are one of the best teams in the league like right you know what i mean and i know it's going to happen night to night but that's what i think has been the most not concerning it's been frustrating for me early in the season because these games get away from the devils yeah. very quickly we know they can come back very quickly but then last night when they were when it got away from them, there wasn't a lot of confidence, at least for me, to say, "Oh, don't worry, watch out." Five, four, five. no, stop it. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. "Hey, whenever you, if this game ends at the 18 minute mark in the third period, you know, two minutes to go, that's fine. We don't need to play the last two. We don't need a, a 80 percent ice goal from the Avs to go ahead and cap this thing off." Listen, if you're going to show any casual NHL fan like this is what the NHL is about and how exciting it is, you're going to turn that second period on with the Devils' abs last night, you know, because physicality, chippiness, mm-hmm. big hits, questionable hits, offense, shorthanded goals, odd man rushes, 
I'm going to come out and say it. The Devils are lucky to have lost 6-3. They should have lost 8 nothing. That's how bad they played from the second period on. You they were the better team. Like they were the, listen, they were the better team 5-on-5 five five for the first 15 minutes of that game. They came out strong. They came out flying. They came out defensively responsible. And, and you can see how quickly it turns. And the Avs know this, too. They know this very well, too. The Avalanche lost 7 nothing to the Golden Knights. They got yeah. crushed. They got absolutely demolished. You know, so it's the Avalanche know the type of team they are. The Devils yeah. have to know what type of team they are. They're going to be that offensive-minded team, but you got to play defense. Like If you're not playing defense, you are going to get crushed by teams like the Avalanche. And, and you saw it from the second and third period. That, that, was, that was one of the worst games I've seen the Devils play in a while. You know, And this goes back yeah. to last year from the second and third period. You know, We talk about the slow starts that we've had going against the Panthers, right? We were down 4 nothing going into the third. We took 40 minutes of hockey off. The second and third period of the Avalanche game for the Devils was worse than that game. That's how bad to me it was. And it's coming back to discipline. It's coming back to defensive responsibilities. It's coming back to turnovers. And I need to see, there's three people that I need to see step up on the offensive side of the puck. Let's forget defensive side right now. Note these guys here because we're going to come back in and utilize this for our preview Friday show. But this is the official tease, ladies and gentlemen. Three players that Danny needs to step up for New Jersey. Andre Pilat, number one. First and foremost, he needs to step up big time. I'm curious if you say the guy that needs to be set here. Dawson Mercer. Okay. Needs to step up yep. big time. You're curious, right? But why? Now I'm scared. Now that there's a lot of pressure on me. Okay. Alexander Holtz, he needs to step up too. I think that now that you have Jack and Nico out, let me finish. Now that you have Jack and Nico out, I want to see him step up even more offensively. You know, he has the skill to do it. I understand that Lindy Rupp is kind of handcuffing him with the way he's being played on the fourth line. If I was the coach, and you and I talked about this off air, Adam, I text you this. Put Holtz on the first line, put Palat to the third line, and put Willman to the fourth line. Like, this is getting ridiculous to the point where you need scoring power on your top two lines to replace what Jack did, to replace what Nico was doing. Because Nico is going to get those dirty pucks and get him to the playmakers, get him to the score, the goal scorers. Okay, okay. Calm down, buddy. It's a tease. It's not, it's, not, it's not a have the whole discussion episode. Those are the guys. Um, Danny forgot to mention the other critical player, Timo Meyer. Sorry, pal. You're on an eight-year extension. I get it. You bring a different element and dynamic to this team. We will talk about the stats ahead of Friday night's game and remind you why he is nowhere near the pace that he needs to be, especially in the absence of now Jack Hughes. You are a veteran. You need to be a part of this solution. You need to be helping Tyler Toffoli, who's had an electric start to his year, lift this offense up and provide consistency for this team, especially in that critical, excuse me, final third of the ice. Come back and join us for our preview episode ahead of that Friday night game where we'll talk about these step-up players. We'll debate the line combinations. And I'll explain to Danny why let's not go ahead and put too much on Alexander Holtz (laughs) early in the season, although we know the offense has to come from somewhere. You get over on YouTube, Devil's Puck Luck. Enjoy us. We're going to be doing some more live sessions here. We have some more network lives that we're going to be doing, watch parties. So you're going to want to be following the Hockey Podcast Network as well. Over on Twitter, slash X, whatever you want to call it, at Danny the Face, at Adam Armbrecht, at NJ Devils PL, and also on TikTok, on Snapchat, on Instagram, and on Facebook at Devil's Puck Club. You better believe it, buddy. Um, I need Timo Meyer to light a fire. We'll see you next time, boys. (laughs) 